Everything beautiful begins on the inside and radiates out, whether it's our personal beauty or that of our business and branding. Welcome to Beautiful Brands Inside and Out with host Bonnie Bonadeo. In our show, we help you find the success that you deserve by challenging you to take an outside and inside look at your branding and business. Now, here's your host, Bonnie Bonadeo. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Beautiful Brands Inside and Out. We understand static is your enemy and you have to find your brand frequency so that your business and and you personally can grow. My commitment and the show's commitment is to be able to help you to understand some of the branding strategies that are happening today because what we know to be true is that we are at a sea of sameness And you can't look like everybody else, but you have to find that unique part of what you offer, even though you might be a business that's very similar to a lot of other businesses. How do you separate yourself from that sea of sameness? How do you create a distinction of what you're offering? And usually that starts with a brand and that brand starts with you. So my guest today is Kara Shell and she is, uh, she's an amazing innovative leader here and she really works in staff development business marketing strategies, brand strategies. She's got 20 years of experience. She started out in the beauty industry as a salon, went into the Medispa industry, went into the surgical industry, and she has a unique philosophy to be able to help those type of businesses in our world of beauty and health to be able to distinguish themselves from others. And CARE is really considered a leading uh, industry expert in implementing strategies to be able to create that high, that high performance business that everybody's looking for. And while CARE and I were um, talking just a few minutes ago before we started, uh, we were talking about what's happening in the marketplace. So I can't wait to finish this conversation live and online right now. Um, so Kara, welcome. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you, Bonnie. Thank you for having me. Yeah, perfect. So, so we got um, we got introduced because I had an opportunity to talk a little bit of branding with you and your group that you were working with at the time, and um, I love when I can get together with other branding and marketing experts and be able to share things that people are doing well and people are not doing well. And we know, listen, we don't have time to do it to not do it right anymore. Our time, our money, our resources, our energy. We have to, if we have a business, we have to be able to get it right, at least within the first couple of tries. And part of, part of marketing strategy and branding strategy is kind of being able to refine and simplify things so that you can get it right, right off the bat. So give us a little bit more of your background, your story, and how you kind of have evolved your brand in the business that you do. Well, um, I've always been passionate about everything beauty. Um, and so like you mentioned, I did kind of my career trajectory trajectory has gone from the salon industry um, and then fell into the medical industry. And I think that what I do now in the cosmetic space, having worked in cosmetic dermatology and now plastic surgery kind of blends both my passions for um, everything beautiful and also the science of medicine. Um, and having served many, many roles, but really focusing on building businesses, because that's what I do um, as a professional and as a business consultant, is I really help businesses build themselves. And what do you do when you're building a business? You have to define your brand. uh, You have to create that strategy and not only define what it is, but then create a mechanism with which you can share it with your consumer um, and, and create that brand. So I, 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 In doing that, I think I've defined my own brand or or tried to define my own brand as really being focused on um, being um, really innovative in the medical industry space and really, really uh, the the cosmetic and medical space, but also thinking about not just branding, but extending that brand and really about experience because that's the differentiator in what we do. You mentioned having to set yourselves apart. Um, in our in our industries and in like similar businesses and what I do is help uh, businesses now medical practices in the plastic surgery space differentiate themselves so I think that that's kind of been my own thing along the way and why I'm so passionate about it oh I love that you know I think you said the key word there Kara which is experience because it's we're in we're in a society where we want to kind of have a little bit of insight of who you are Right. And what you do before we buy into you. 
And I think that's why social media has exploded over the years, because it gives us that platform to be able to do that. But here you are, you're in a very high-end, professional level of expertise in that medical arena. And um, to experience, have that experience is a bit more of a challenge because, you know, the doctors are busy. The doctors are in surgery. The doctors are with patients. Um, So marketing has to be kind of that glue that brings that experience and their expertise together. It is. It is, you know, and again, we have to think about things differently. You know, th- there's competition around us and and you're, you said it, our patients want an insight or consumers because this relates to all businesses in our field or, or in, you know, similar industries is our consumers want to know a little bit. Remember that it's elective and when they're choosing to come see us, they want to get to know us and, and social media certainly has helped play a part in that and it really can help our, our consumers get to know who we are and make mm-hmm. the decision um, as to, you know, do do they want to have that experience? And so um, it's important that we utilize those platforms to extend our brand and share our brand. And, and I always like to tell my, my practices that I work with, social media is a way for your, your consumers or your co- potential patients to get to know you before they get to know you. Um, yes, it's and- kind of like you get to try me on before you have, before you w- choose to buy me. Right. You know, because, right. because you're getting to know me, my beliefs, my philosophies a little bit more. And that's creating a level of trust that might make it more comfortable for you to say, I'm ready to invest in having something done. That's right. That's right. It's yeah. a really personal experience and, and it's a big it to make. Um, and so, you know, they do, they want, they want to build that relationship. And that's what m- my entire philosophy and my, the organization that I work with, that's what we do is we help plastic surgeons define their brand and help, ex- you know, create the experience they want their patients to get and then extend that. How do they get their, their potential patients and their consumers to see that and make the decision to come to see them? Yeah. You know, um, Back in the day, and you had mentioned this a little earlier too, back in the day, people were just looking for that, you know, that degree on the wall. Yeah. yeah. And that degree has, uh, still holds an enormous amount of power, but the consumer, like you said, is more savvy. They want more. So how do you take that years of experience that, you know, the quality education that they got to be doing the, you know, these services and these techniques and everything that they're doing How do you bridge that gap then? You know, it's again about creating an experience. And I think that that when we touched on that, um, about that, you know, people wanting that quality, you know, back in the day. And I think that, you know, in in presentations that we do when we're working with staff, we always talk, um, we have this kind of signature slide that we we talk about in our presentations. And it ties back to what Ian McAllister, the Ford Motor Company chairman or foreman Ford Motor Company chairman said, um, back in the day, patients wanted or consumers wanted quality. So they would choose surgeons that had great reputations and they knew they'd get quality results and they didn't care if, if that can, uh, surgeon had a good bedside manner or a good reputation for being the friendliest guy in the block. Um, and then, you know, again, Instagram and all the Snapchat and everything else um, brought on a new era of consumer requests, which is they wanted that flashy brand. They wanted that Lexus. They wanted that, you know, brand name. And sometimes they didn't even care what the, you know, credentials were, if you will. And, and again, you talked about bringing it together. Now we're bringing it together and, and they want all of it. They want the entire experience. Patients yeah. want the experience. And again, it's that differentiation. So you have to be authentic. You have to use your tools and you have to give your patients an experience um, that, that, that they want to have and, and show that insight who you are and what you're going to give them other than a procedure or a product. Yeah, that's so true. And, you know, since you brought up the, the, you know, the Ford Motor Company as, as a quote there, we could take this same conversation and tie it back into cars, you know, because cars today, like you could buy a quality car that is, you know, you could two cars, you could get car A and car B, you know, they probably have a $30,000, $40,000 difference in price, but they're both quality cars, whether it's a Honda or a Lexus or a Mercedes or anything, the difference that people are buying into today is the experience. That's right. So they, if they want more of an experience, they're going to upgrade to the Mercedes or the Lexus or whatever. That's right. They still know they're getting quality, but 
it's the upgraded experience. That's right. That's right. So, I mean, it, it, it's the same way in, in our businesses, our medical practices, you know, patients, consumers, they, they don't always need a discount. They don't always need a promotion. They, they, they'll pay premium cost and, and they'll go to a premium provider if they know that they're going to get that white glove experience. They know they're going to get that little blue Tiffany box, right? That's the experience. People don't go to Tiffany because they have to have that Tiffany diamond. They want the little blue box and the experience that comes with it. Um, <laughs> it's true, right? So, so that's that's what our consumers- Extra are special. That's right. That's what they want. And you know, we've, we've kind of taken that out of our industries um, because now we have text message reminders you can push the button on the coffee machine yourself so I don't have to get up and make it for you. We've automated everything. And while that's convenient, we've taken away that personal touch that relates to that experience that we are giving our patients and our consumers. So again, bringing that back to authenticity and, and remembering that your brand isn't just about the, the, the color scheme that matches your website and your collateral and your business cards um, or that flashy logo. Your brand is also who you are, who your practice is, who your business is, who your team around you is, and the, and the service that you really, really provide, that experience you give your consumer. And that's really, I think, what, what I try and teach practices when it comes to branding and marketing is don't make it all about you. It's not about you. It's not about the business. It's about your consumer. Make it about them, giving yeah. them the experience and, and, and that look that, that they want to receive. It's um, that philosophy holds true in a lot of different industries. Um, and it holds true from a leadership perspective, too. You know, really good leaders don't make the conversation about them and what they want their team to do. They make it about their team, which makes the leader want to be followed. That's right. So it, 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 there's so many ways that this conversation can be. And, you know, and this is what I tell some of my coaching clients and when I'm teaching and speaking and everything, Kara, is um, that same thing that we can't, we can't make it, don't make it about you, make it about them. We have to shift the conversation. And the funny thing is, is it's like learning a new way to communicate for whatever reason that we have been brought up in this level of you know, today and age, we're, we're almost at 2020 here. So we're rolling into a new decade, but we're still communicating in this old fashioned way that's not making the connection like it used to. And any generation coming up along, you know, this journey with us, it's becoming even more, you know, more difficult and more difficult for that compassionate conversation to happen. And right. for us to understand the language that, we're emotional beings. We got to take the emotion out of us and create an opportunity to make a connection with another. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. But you also have to find that way to make that an emotional connection, even though, again, taking some of that emotion out, but finding a way to connect because, again, we're so automated. We're so everything's digital and, and we've actually taken sometimes too much of that emotion out of, of yeah. our, you know, connection with each other and with our consumers, um, again, in my industry with our patients, and, and it's time actually to, to put some of that back in and really, again, use um, our, our who we are, our authenticity and more than just what we do as our connection and extension of our brands. Yeah. And people want to people want to feel good about the people that they're doing business with. And there's no more hiding behind websites or, you know, doors with signs on them or anything like that. Like, if you really want to grow your business, you've got to step out from behind that that facade, you know, because you have to have it, but you got to step out. So, you know, part of the strategy that I'm um, learning and continuing to play in from this perspective of marketing is is taking digital and analog and marrying the two because right. they got to know you. Yep. But you also have to have systems in place to be able to support a business in today's day and age. Mm-hmm. It's true. And, you know, and in your field, the medical field, you know, there's so much new technology that is taking place. There's so many new ways to be able to provide one of your patients the ultimate experience and procedure and look. And it's not like it used to. And we have to be able to we have to be able to translate that better. Mm-hmm. 
It's true. It is. And you know, that's the interesting thing. Again, now we're in a digital area. We have Facebook Live, we have Instagram Live, we have all these different ways where we can kind of pop off that analog um, way and and come to life to our consumers and and show who we are. Um, You know, and and our consumers are very, very savvy. Um, And so we have to remember that they, they know the difference between authenticity and what what we pay for them to, or image that we want them to perceive. Um, Um, (laughs) I love that. I love that. Consumers are savvy enough. Say that again. Consumers are savvy enough that we can tell what they paid for, for, for us to perceive. That's right. So think about it. Every time you pick up an airline magazine or, you know, a local fashion, you know, or, you know, luxury magazine, you, page after page, you're seeing plastic surgeons, you're seeing Medispas, you're seeing all of these other things. And our consumers know that we, as practices, as businesses, have placed those ads. We've paid for them to see what we, they want, we want them to see, right? So we have to have another way to show the authenticity of our, of our businesses and who we are, because it's not always the same as that flashy, you know, luxury magazine spread, right? The really, the really stot one like this, yeah, where they, they're in their medical jackets and everything. Right. Absolutely. I agree with that completely because I think when I flip through those magazines, um, I think who would I do business with, you know? Like yeah. who would be the one that I would, you know, make the appointment and right. find out what I could do. And really it was, it's, it's kind of how they translate it, um, mm-hmm. the words that they're using. Mm-hmm the picture that they're doing, if it's too staunchy, I'm like, nope, nope. But if they seem very relaxed in the picture, I'm like, oh yeah, that's the person I, I want to, you know, reconstruct my face. (laughs) And again, it's all about extending the brand of of what you want to convey, what you want your patients to see or your consumers, depending on the, the market that you're in. But, but really being able to take again, who, who you want to be, right? Who you want your brand to be and how do you convey that to your consumer in something that they can understand. Um, but that conveys, again, I'm going to continue to say experience, not just it's about me and my business and my practice, but what are they going to get? What experience are they going to get when they walk in my door? Because that's part of my brand. That's really the brand that they want. It definitely, it, that makes so much sense. That makes so much sense. So, you know, there's this real consistent theme in, in that cosmetic space and in dermatology and crafting the brand is, does require you to get to know the, the people, you know, the, the, the doctors behind the, the name and the practice and everything. How do you go about like, what's, what's an, an one thing that you do that kind of ex- allows you to express them in a different way? Um, I think it comes back to, you know, customer service. It just depends on the format, right? And, and, and what, what your, your touch point with your consumers in, in, in patients and our medical practices, it goes back to the customer service and those touch points that you have and how you can differentiate yourselves whether it's through the, the products that you use or, or um, you know, the services that you have, but really it's about how do you convey that through customer experience? How do you convey that by giving a consumer, um, you know, the most amazing phone call to your practice when they hang up the phone, they're like, oh my gosh, I want to go there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we're not just looking at Instagram and, but when they actually pick up the phone and call your practice, you know, how do you make it amazing? How do you make them say, that's the one I want to go to rather than just, okay, we've got you scheduled for your appointment. We'll see you then. Bye. Which we get a lot, right? Um, yeah. We forget that the medical, we, we're still in the medical industry and nobody really expects to have an amazing experience at a doctor's office, but in our industry, you do. You're, you're in elective field. And so it's all about experience and it's all about customer service. And we forget that. How do we differentiate ourselves and and set ourselves apart and and convey that they want to come to us because they're going to get a lot more than just a treatment, a procedure. They're going to get an experience um, we want them to have. Such a a great point. And, um, you know, and I, I think that if we put ourselves in the shoes of the consumer or the potential um, patient, there's a lot of fear attached to this. You know, this is, this is not something that they're thinking on a whim. This is something that they woke up one day and they probably thought, Oh my gosh, how did I, you know, how did this happen? How did my, how did my cheeks end up down by my chin? Right. And they, 
thought, you know, oh, but I'm not the kind of person that's going to go do a procedure. And then they kind of start talking to friends or looking through magazines or seeing ads. So now they're kind of like getting, you know, touched by things so that they can say, well, maybe I would do something. But you're right, that initial part of choosing who and having the confidence to take that first step to get into that doctor and have that consultation, there's a lot that's happened prior to that. And everything that's happened prior to that is going to be supported by the marketing and the branding that someone like you is doing for them. That's right. That's right. And again, it's, it's, we have to remember we're in a day and age that, you know, again, you talked about all these touch points. They pick up a magazine, they hear from a girlfriend, they're searching things on the internet. They see they, there's TV ads um, for plastic surgery now. And 10 years ago, there wasn't, you sat down at brunch with your girlfriends and you kind of whisper behind the ear, like, you know, who did you go see when you had that done? Um, and we didn't talk about it. Um, now you sit down at brunch with 10 girlfriends and, you know, seven of them have had something done. And so as on our side of the um, industry, we have to remember that, you know, there's a lot of experiences out there. Um, there's a lot of touch points that our patients are getting, and we have to create, again, that image that we want our patients to see that is true, that is authentic, that it d displays why we want to give them what experience we're going to give them and instills confidence. You had mentioned that, um, you know, this is, there's a lot of fear, the same fear for not even just plastic surgery, but you go into a Medispa or cosmetic derm or even a hairstylist. I chopped my hair off. It was almost to my waist. How much fear went into that process when I decided yeah. to do that? Um, and you know, we, we, again, we have to have confidence. And so these touch points are part of our marketing. They're part of our branding and, you know, it's how we convey to our consumer again, who we are authentically and, and, and why we want them to be with us. Mm, I love that. That's really good. So we're getting ready to take a break here for a couple of minutes. And when we come back and we're in our second segment, I'd like to talk about some great do's and don'ts that you help your customers with. And I'm sure that a lot of this will apply to anybody that's listening. And of course, we're on Facebook Live as well, you guys. So if you have a question for Kara or you want to make a comment in regards to what's worked for you from a marketing and branding as well, pop on to Facebook Live. And it's my personal page, Bonnie Bonadeo. Um, and you know, we'll, we'll continue to keep sharing. I did not hit watch party at this time. So, um, but feel free to jump on my page and I think you'd be able to see, uh, the Facebook live on there. And then, uh, you guys, I want you to also know too, that, you know, since we're having this branding conversation, uh, Kara for sure is going to let you know where you might be able to find her doing a speaking engagement in the very near future. But I also want to let you guys know that I offer a brand audit. So it's a brand me audit. So whether it's you personally and you're trying to figure out how to reinvent yourself, or maybe you're struggling in your business with the type of branding or marketing that you're doing right now, you have the opportunity to do a brand audit. And all you got to do is uh, set up that uh, initial phone call with me and you can email me at bonnie at bonnie um and say i want a brand audit and uh, we'll make that happen for you all right we're going to take a break real quick and then kara when we come back let's plan some do's and don'ts streaming live the leader in internet talk radio VoiceAmerica.com. Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions to profits to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, Finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no. 
Disasters happen unexpectedly to people just like you every day. Tune into Preparing for the Unexpected with business continuity and disaster planning expert Alex Bullock. The show will not only help you better prepare for a disaster itself, but also to prepare you, your place of employment, and community for the aftermath emotionally, financially, and with a better level of awareness and a stronger feeling of resiliency. Tune in Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Beautiful Brands Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to Bonnie at BonnieBonadeo.com. That's Bonnie at BonnieBonadeo.com. Now back to Beautiful Brands Inside and Out. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Beautiful Brands Inside and Out. My guest today is Kara Shell, and she, our whole entire first segment conversation, if you missed it, was about her fabulously saying that it's not just about, um, you know, quality today. It's also about having an experience. And she helps um, a lot of medical doctors in the aesthetic and medispa arena, okay, surgeons, um, for those um, elective uh, types of uh, services that we are wanting as women in the world of beauty. Um, she helps them to be able to develop their brand and bring it to life. Um, and I think it's a, I think it's a fantastic opportunity to be able to get Kara to share with us some of the things that she does and some of the things that, that we might see out there that aren't really working anymore in regards to branding and marketing. Um, a lot's changed in the last 10 years. Uh, with social media, the platforms that we have to work with, the automation and the technology that we have to work with. And we have to get more and more sophisticated every day in order to have our brand product or service stand out a little bit more. So Kara is definitely the expert in that. She started out in beauty in a salon um, like myself and has worked her way into a position, a beautiful position of business consulting and helping these doctors be able to bring their brand, their products and services to life. So, Kara, let's let's talk a little bit about some things that that you see that you know kind of make you go ah, I have to help them, um, and uh, and then we'll talk about some do's. But we'll first start with some don'ts. Some don'ts in the world of branding and marketing. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing is don't assume your patients know where to find you, right? Don't assume <laughs> that, you know, it's kind of like that, um, you know, field of dreams. If I build it, they will come. Um, so so don't assume that if you just pop up, here you are, people are going to flood your door. That's the first thing, right? So you have to know where to find your consumers. Um, you have to know where they come from. Again, I work in plastic surgery. So um, while it's a very fun field of medicine, it is different. But I think some of the principles apply the same that they would in you know any other elective aesthetic organization is that you have to be authentic. And I talked about that a little bit earlier um, is we often forget that, you know, we can't just slap an image out there and, and think that, you know, that's what everybody's going to see because our consumers are savvy um, and, and we have to be very, very authentic. So I think that remember that you have to know where to find your consumers um, and you have to, to go out and get them. You have to be involved in, um, you know, traditional as well as thinking outside of the box marketing. Mm -hmm. um, and you had mentioned that everything has changed. Um, you know, think about even social media, how much it has changed in the last several years. You know, when Facebook first came out, it was really just Facebook. Um, and now it's Facebook, it's Snapchat, it's Instagram, it's LinkedIn. Um, it's all of these different things and they're pay to play, right? You can't just post an ad and assume that more followers are going to see it. Um, and so you have to remember that you're creating engagement. So again, the don'ts really are more the do's, right? So, um, <laughs> you know, you have to you have to, to, to remember that, again, you have to go after the audience. You can't exclude um, demographics or, you know, just target one audience because especially in our industry, they're not going to make up your entire patient base. You know, in the salon, in the med spa, and, and you know, again, all of these other places, 
one demographic is not going to make up your entire patient or your entire consumer demographic. You can't leave people out um, because mm -hmm. remember, they have friends. We even find now with our plastic surgeons, even though, you know, Facebook is kind of our generation, right? Um, and Instagram's maybe our younger generation. Um, but remember, our young girls on Instagram have mothers and they're yeah. thinking about facelifts, right? They might not be on Instagram looking at all the Instagram live surgeries or, you know, doing their, you know, looking at before and after photos, but their daughters are. So yeah. don't, don't exclude audiences. Um, I think those are some big ones. And again, about that authenticity, you have to remember your consumers are savvy. We're smart these days. Um, our consumers are smart these days and, and we have to really be um, authentic in everything we do. Um, and it's, it's not just about what we want them to see. We have to, to create, um, an identity in our marketing. Yes. Yes. Very much. So I say, you know, that if you build it, they will come. I say, if you brand it, they will come. Yeah, there you go. Right? That's right. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's, 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 more, that's more of the truth there from what it used to be today. And, you know, and I know, and I get, I get before and afters because, you know, being in the professional side of the beauty industry too, and in the, in the hair and skin side, you know, before and afters are big sellers. They're, they're, they're big components of being able to have a consumer go, ooh, I like what they've done. Um, before and afters for plastic surgeons might have been a way, and I'm not saying it's not the way to be branding or marketing now, but it was a way that they did it. But it's, you know, it's really not, it, it, I really don't want to see, you know, covered up little nips and, you know, unpleasant rears that, you know, you've done some of this plastic surgery with. Um, it makes sense to have it in a portfolio and it makes sense to have it kind of, you know, on websites and stuff like that to be able to have them really see some of the work that's been done. But I don't like it in advertising. I, I, I think it's an old form of advertising. Yeah. And, and, you know, so when we talk to practices and about building their social media, we say, yeah, you have to have some of that because some people do want to see it, yeah. right? classy. It has to be good. It has to be consistent. Um, again, going back to consumers being savvy, you can't just use your one best photo, um, right? Because we know that, you know, but we definitely want to have them. It is part of the decision-making process for a woman or a man considering plastic surgery. We want to see the surgeons work, but don't just make it about that because again, our marketing is about more than just the, the service that we provide or the product that we do. Um, um, and so it's about who we are. So, you know, when we're talking to plastic surgeons um, or other medical professionals or anybody in the beauty industry, um, or it, it really applies to any business, is showing who you are. So, mm -hmm. you know, not just constantly putting out specials. There's your other don't. Don't put everything on sale all the time. Um, Bonnie, you remember from um, the, the salon days, I remember probably one of the biggest iconic um, beauty manufacturers in the salon industry was Bumble and Bumble, right? Mm -hmm. And what did they, they were the very first ones to say, you never put anything on sale, mm -hmm. never discount our products, never put anything on sale. And they were the, um, at least in my salon, I was Bumble exclusive, but I think the same is true now. You devalue your products when you're consistently running a sale. You can have promotions. You can educate your consumers on the services, the products, and those type of things you could do, but you don't have to always put something on sale. You don't have to always offer you know, $500 off or buy one, get one free or come in for a discount because what does that look like, right? You're devaluing products that you're you're trying to sell that you're recommending why should I buy it if it's always half off um, and you're devaluing your surgeons or your, your medical procedures when when you lower the cost of their fees so the other don't for, for our industry is don't don't always make it about a sale and in in social media and other marketing people don't want to always see some things on sale your Instagram feed shouldn't be a constant sales right and not if it's a luxury item. And in some cases, plastic surgery would fall up into that luxury experience and luxury item. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, I've seen some really good marketing um, and some really, and like what you've shared here, but I, I've seen some really good marketing where they're, they're donating to a foundation. So it might be on sale, you know, but a portion of the money is going to go to a foundation that... Um, they provide that's connected to these doctors and what they're doing. I, I like that. I like the idea that they're giving back, you know, yeah. it's still coming out of my pocket, but I'm okay with that. Yeah. Well, when you and I first met, I think that the, the, our first conversation was about my nonprofit organization, Beauty for Good. 
Um, and I, I talk to plastic surgeons often about the importance of giving back and creating community awareness. Not only are you doing something good, you're using your platform and your audience because oftentimes we have we have large audiences um, and um, we have good followings and we have patients that are supportive of causes and but you're using your platform for good um, but that also creates awareness about who you are right yes it's very good very good cause marketing I see a lot more cause marketing coming into play into the near future and beyond yeah. Yeah. And, and it really is. And, and again, it, make it about education as well. So not only is cause marketing great for medical practices, but be authentic. I'm going to continue to say that. Um, make it something, especially right now um, in the month of October, we know is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Um, and so if you're going to be involved, be involved. Don't just write a check. Uh, don't just support an event that you're not involved with. Um, obviously, in the plastic surgery community, we're heavily involved in breast cancer awareness, breast cancer research, um, and breast reconstruction. Um, you know, of course, being with Center, which is a breast implant manufacturer, yeah. and and working in that space heavily in reconstruction, I encourage my plastic surgeons to be involved. So, cause marketing is important, but also just educational awareness, even when it's not cause marketing around something that we're passionate about. But being educational is great. I love it when I see, I've got like a little bug flying around here. Sorry, <laughs> it's going to drive me crazy. Um, <laughs> but I love it when I see plastic surgeons that are talking about things on, on their, their social media and talking about things in platforms, um, you know, whether they're on a, a radio news show like this or a podcast, mm -hmm. a lot of, you know, just education, educating people. There's a lot going on in our community. Um, surrounding um, breast-related procedures and other things, you know, in the plastic surgery community. And when we can educate, um, it becomes, you know, part of that, again, extending who we are and making education a part of our brand um, and awareness as well. I think education is one of the biggest do's that we need Absolutely. to continue to do. And it requires us to have a couple of things First, preparation. You got to prepare to educate. Um, it, it's not something you can kind of do on the whim. You got to really plan out what you're going to say in a short amount of time that's going to provide the most impact. Um, but on top of that, to be able to to be able to educate is really is really opening up that opportunity of of diminishing patient fears sometimes to. Right. service or the surgery or whatever those things are, it allows them. And then I'm going to use the word authentic in there. There's that authentic connection that can happen between the, whether it's the, you know, the, the, the location that the doctors are at or the doctors um, themselves um, or the marketing team. I mean, whatever that looks like, I think education is really important in today's today, day and age marketing. People want to know. They yeah. want to know. It is. And that's why we always teach our practices to educate your patients versus sell to them, right? Because there is a form of sales in, in the plastic surgery community um, because patients have options and they're visiting a lot of different practices. So there is that sales aspect. It is still a sale, but it's a relationship sale. Um, and I always say when you educate somebody versus sale to them, they, they understand why they should buy from you. And that relates to everything. I remember Back in my salon days, I remember always telling people what I was doing, what product I was using, why I was using it, what they should use at home and how. Um, and I did, I've done the same in when I've been in practices um, with my staff and with my patients. And now in my position teaching other practices how is you can educate someone and then they understand why they should buy from you or they understand the importance of a certain thing. It doesn't feel like a sale then, right? We're educating our consumers about what we do and why and, and then they want it. And then they want it. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely just providing them enough information for them to be able to make a choice. And in the end, that's what you want. You want them to make a choice. And I, and I, love, I love seeing a lot of the, the cause marketing that's taking place and a lot of doctors getting involved. And it is, it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And one of the things I know, because I think we've all had some friends or family that have had breast cancer. Um, and I think one of the things that, um, that I always want to make sure that I share is that this, if you get diagnosed, um, that one of the things that you should do is also set up an appointment with a plastic surgeon that specializes in reconstructive surgery. Um, 
knowing what you're going into beforehand, because you don't know what the outcome or results are going to be. You don't know if you might have to get a mastectomy, but sometimes you can get enough information on the front end to talk about reconstructive and it can change the path and the direction of the type of treatments that you will get during that. And I know, um, some of the doctors that you work with, and I know some of them that I've had friends go to, have been nothing but compassionate in regards to um, helping women to feel better um, mm-hmm. after going through something so traumatic and yeah. reconstructive. Yeah. Well, and one in eight women who have been diagnosed with breast cancer even know that reconstruction is possible. Mm-hmm. Um, because oftentimes they're so focused on their diagnosis. Yes. Um, and, and what healing may look like that they don't even think about um, or they're not educated because that's not maybe the priority for an oncologist who's just told a woman that she's got breast cancer. Um, and so one in eight women are, and, and that's why we focus so much on breast reconstruction awareness um, is that because one in eight women know their options. And so I think that that's great, Bonnie, that you mentioned that because it's so, so true. It's part of their journey. It is part of their journey. Time, Talking about it up front lets them know how they're gonna they're gonna navigate that journey and your and, team. Um, because a couple of a couple of my friends didn't didn't think that that was a journey they were going to take, but then they after all was said and done after they went through their treatments, um, they decided to take on that journey and they wish they would have known more going into it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they could have made different choices. They could have elected um, different options. Um, kind of going through that. So it's just, it's, it's a recommendation because, you know, we can say that, no, I just want the cancer gone and, and not to not focus on the, you know, the, the disease and the treatments at that point in time. But I also know that as a woman, we want to feel whole and complete in the end in any way that we can. And, and I know that a lot of plastic surgeons have really stepped up to do beautiful work um, to make it, to make women feel that way. I think one of the things that has really worked in favor of branding and marketing in general, we talked about authenticity in marketing. We talked about cause marketing. We talked about education. And those are some really good do's. What are some other do's that you think would be good, Kara? Um, you know, before you even start doing all that, you have to define who you are, right? I think that that's the biggest thing. People are always out there trying to do those do's, right? that stuff out there. Um, But make sure that you're defining really who you are um, as an organization, what you want your consumers to, to perceive and and what they're going to get. What is, what is your brand, right? You have to define your brand um, and um, make that a team thing. Everybody who, you know, in in our um, practices, our medical practices, enough for just to the doctor to decide what he what his brand or her brand is and what they want them to see but it's you know ensuring that all areas of your practice or your business are cohesive with that brand and again that extends far more than just your color schemes and your logos and those type of things so part of that defining your brand is making sure that you educate your team um, and that it goes through all areas of your business um, yeah. I think it's really really important because again so often we we sit around and try and put things up and, and we haven't wholly developed what it is yet. Yeah. Uh, I think Do you big. see Kara from a perspective, cause you know, 10, 20 years ago, we were working with companies and corporations and we were telling them they had to have mission statements and value statements. And, and I'm not against those or think that those aren't necessary. Um, but do you see how a brand being a little different than those or similar? I, I do. I do. So, I mean, it's good to have a mission statement, right? It's good to have a mission statement and kind of, you know, what, what it is that that's kind of your do. Um, but really your, your brand is kind of your why and your, your outward reflection of that, not just a mission statement, right? Which, which is um, kind of internal, right? Yeah, it's exactly. like, this is who we are and what we believe in, but your brand is what is the extension out to the consumer. Right. Your why is why you do it and who you're doing it for. Yeah. Um, that's when we talked about that, that education and that patient experience. It should be about them. It's never all about us. I mean, we build, we build a business because we're passionate about something and passion drives performance. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, we're doing it for someone else, right? We're doing it yeah. for a different reason. Um, and so our, our why is what becomes our brand. It becomes kind of the picture um, of, of what we're doing. Um, our mission statement is the what and, and our, our brand becomes the why. Why are we doing it? What do we want people to see? Yes. Yeah, very much so. And I think that there's a lot of times, um, you know, 
when I'm working with coaching clients and they really understand what their brand philosophy is and, and even their mission, you know, even that mission statement, when things aren't working or when things, you know, when things kind of feel out of sorts a little bit, that's, that's the foundation that you can go back to and remember why you exist and why you're doing this to begin with. I mean, and I do that personally. I got my own personal brand statement and every now and then I have to look at it and go, why am I doing this? And I get reminded, you know, I'm, I'm better at connecting. So I say my personal brand is a connector. I'm better at connecting with other people and supporting them in making connections than not. I'm not happy if I'm just not connecting. So for me, I have to be able to put myself out there. And sometimes I don't want to. Yeah. You know, sometimes I just really don't want to put myself out there. <laughs> but yeah. I'm reminded that I'm most happy when I do. And it's true. I put myself out there and I, I'm a happier person because of that. So, well, yeah, so defining that. Yeah. And I think that that's why we in roles like, uh, you know, what, what you do with your coaching and everything else. And I've, I've, I've experienced that personally and worked with you a little bit. Um, but also like uh, in my role in working with businesses, and that's, I think, what kind of took my evolution or changed my personal brand throughout the years is I loved what I was doing when I worked in a salon or spa, but then I wanted to take it one one step further. And then I took it one step further and then I took it one step further again. And now I get to help other people do that. Mm. Um, and, and that's what I, you know, I love. I just I got back from a trip to Seattle where I was working with a new practice and, and marketing branding was a big piece of what they were looking at or one of the challenges in their practice. And they said that we don't know who we are. We don't know what our mission is. We don't know. And, and not that they need one, but we don't, we don't know what our, our experience that we want our patients to have is they've been, they've just gotten disconnected. Um, and, and that's why I love what I do so much is that I get to come in and help them, you know, brainstorm and think about that. Well, what, what experience do you want your patients to receive? You know, what, what is the image that, that you want them to see when they walk in? What is your staff wearing at the front desk? Does that match that image? What are the, what is the, the, the decor in your lobby look like? Um, you know, just everything that becomes part of your brand, people get so disconnected because they get so bogged down in the, what they do and they uh -huh. forget why we do it. And they forget what it looks like from the outside. You know, we, we, we call this beautiful brands from the inside out because we totally get that, you know, your brand has to come from within in order for it to be expressed outwardly. Um, but sometimes you're right. Businesses are so focused on this in. They're looking down. They're not seeing what they look like from the outside in. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm sure someone like you does a fantastic job of helping them see some of those, uh, some of those differences and some of those areas of opportunities to improve on with that. Yeah. Now you're located in Scottsdale, Arizona, which is where a yeah. lot of um, plastic surgeons and everything are, but you do business all over the country, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I do. I work exclusively with um, Centra Partner Practices um, and helping them. I have done private consulting over the years and worked in practices, but now I exclusively work for, for Centra and working with our partner uh, plastic surgery practices. It sounds like a great position for you because I know how passionate you are about what you do. Yes. I yeah. Know. So, and you know, and there's a, there, there's a good, there's, there's a good organization behind it and a good cause for that. And again, it's all about us getting more savvy because the consumers are incredibly savvy. They, they know, they know when we're being inauthentic. They know when something isn't up to par. Um, they want, a relationship and an experience in it, or even in some cases, I'll say a partnership, sure. you know, like sometimes it might even go as far as like partnering in what needs to be done next. And I don't mean a formal, you know, legal partnership, but a partnership where, you know, you feel comfortable and um, you can, you, you feel as though you can ask the questions that you want to ask and not feel always just like a patient at times. Yeah. And that is so true, especially in our industry, that, that it really is a partnership um, in, in plastic surgery. And, and, and again, you know, as businesses, we forget that, that all of that does come from the inside out, all of our, um, you know, branding and who we are from how, how our staff convey our message um, and, you know, how we answer our phones, how our, our businesses look, what, what we see on, and, you know, that outside appearance. So that's really what we do focus on is creating it from the inside out, creating that differentiator and creating that experience and, and defining and then sharing your brand from inside the practice, because it's, it's not just what we want them to see. It's what we want them to feel. 
Yes. Yes. Not just about what you want them to see, but what you want them to feel. That was well said. Well said. All right. So Kara, I know that you're doing a speaking engagement and I don't know if this is exclusive to the industry, but it's the Think Big Conference. So that's pretty much open, an open conference, right? It is. So um, not related to um, my role at Sientra, but um, I am speaking on behalf of one of our plastic surgeons. Um, Dr. Sheila Nazarian has um, created the Nazarian Institute and branded it the Think Big Conference. And Think Big stands for branding, innovation, and growth. It's open. Wow, I love that. Yeah. Um, and the speakers range on everything about business branding, operations, um, how to grow your your business through innovative thinking. A lot of it is branding who you are um, and uh, marketing related. So it's a, it's a great conference. It's open to to any industry. It's in L.A. Uh, in January. I believe it's January 11th and 12th. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I'm actually speaking um, about the staffing side, talking about growing your brand from the inside out and how do you motivate your staff um, to really share your, your company's brand experience with your consumers, in our case, again, practices. So um, it's going to be a great conference. There's some amazing speakers. It sounds fantastic. I'm going to see if I can get out for that. So it's January 11th and 12th in 2020. So if you, uh, any of my listeners, if you think that that might be the next step for you to be able to... Uh, um, find out more about branding or hear some branding experts like Kara. Um, I think that you have an offer here for us, right? So uh, be able to get $100 off their ticket. Yep. So we're offering $100 off the ticket with the code, which um, I'm sure we're going to share here. Um, and it's a, it's a great conference. It's a two-day conference. Last year, we had uh, people talking about how to use uh, influencers. And we had... Um, uh, one of the Hadid sisters out and our keynote speaker was um, was Bethany Frankel, who talked about growing her brand um, from the skinny girl brand to the yeah. real brand um, and and how that relates to luxury brand businesses from real estate to medical practices. That's fantastic. Perfect. So use the code beauty um, to get that hundred dollars off. And I'm sure that there's if you think big conference or think big, you guys can look it up on Google as to what the um, actual URL is. Perfect. Good. And thank you, Kara. Thanks so much. Um, it's great. It's great to be able to share conversations like this and, and seeing people out there making a difference and making an impact. And I think this, I think that the plastic surgery industry is a great industry to see that branding connection come through because, um, we, we felt a little, you know, we might've felt a little disconnected or have a little bit of fear as consumers to step into it. So we appreciate you bridging that gap, bridging that gap between expertise and experience. That's our guest, Carishel. You guys, next week, um, I'm going to be taking on the show alone again and uh, talking a little bit more about some of the branding experiences that I've had and some of the challenges that my clients are having and how we can solve those problems together. So be sure to join me next week. And then then as we kind of get closer to the end of the month, we're going to be talking with five different people um, and how each one of them, based on an educational element, expresses how their brand, which Kara brought up as well, how education is a big brand builder and these five people have done all that done that through education to be able to build their brand. Uh, Some of them are service providers. Some of them are product companies. um, Some of them are educators. So stay with us all throughout the rest of the year. We're going to continue to talk about beautiful brands inside and out. Remember it's always about being you and your brand. Thank you for listening to Beautiful Brands Inside and Out. Please join your host, Bonnie Bonadeo, again next Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week.